You mean the novelty? Welcome to The Novelty, a podcast dedicated to books. Not just the Western male-centric books from your high school lit class, but also read books by women, people of color, and from around the world. We'll dive into literary technique and character analysis. But don't worry, we aren't afraid to spill the tea and give our unfiltered opinions. Together, we'll redefine the classics. Will today's pick stand the test of time? Keep listening to find out. So we are back, back again, <laughs> um, after our summer hiatus. We're going to go through and kind of talk about some of the books that we're doing for the next season. So season two, we have another theme, and the theme that we picked is Around the World in Eight T Days. <laughs> it's very punny. <laughs> we couldn't resist a good book pun. Yeah, and I'm actually really excited about 80 it. 80 books, not days. Yeah, sorry. 80. Maybe we could do it over 80 days, though. I don't know, that sounds a little ambitious. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to read books that were written by authors from other countries. We did kind of unintentionally an America-based season last time, and so we're going abroad. Join us on our tour around the world. Our theme is obviously based off of the Jules Verne book around the world in 80 days, if you didn't get that yeah. already. <laughs> Have you read it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was my weirdly my brother's favorite book growing up. Oh, really? Yeah, and so every road trip we went on, he would bring it with him. Oh. So if I finished my book, I would just read his. Mm-hmm. So I read it a lot growing up. Oh, nice. Yeah. So like Shruti said, last season we unintentionally did an America-based season. This season we intentionally did the opposite. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to make sure to highlight countries all around the world. All of the books will be by authors that are from that country. And most of the books, I think, are also based in that country. Mm-hmm. I think we have one that is based in a different country than where the author's from. Okay. But uh, obviously we can't do every country. I wish we could. Yeah. Maybe that's like a personal goal. Have you seen those blogs where people go and they try to do a book from every country? Yeah. So not not for this podcast. It's a little too ambitious. But we wanted to go through some of the books that we're going to be picking for the season so that if you are interested in any of them, if you want to read along with us, you will have advanced notice. I know how hard it can be to get books on hold from the library sometimes, especially yeah. the popular ones. I mean, I think our show is kind of built around reading books that are diverse. Based off that is one of the reasons why we chose this theme. Obviously, reading things in an author's perspective when they're not based out of a Western culture opens up your mind to different perspectives of history. Yeah, and I'm sure that because uh, we've been raised kind of in a Western education system, and then even when we were in India, it was kind of a British schooling system that's left over there. So I'm sure we'll have our own perspectives on these texts that are through a Western lens, but uh, hopefully we can try and explore it through kind of other uh, traditions of reading mm-hmm. and storytelling. So we are starting our world tour in Mexico. So imagine 
beaches and palm trees and I don't know. I'm, I've only ever been to Cancun in Mexico, so that's what I'm picturing, but I'm sure. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think this book is that part of Mexico. <laughs> but, but. So when I picture Mexico, I think of tropical paradise. But uh, we are doing The Murmur of Bees by Sofia Segovia. This book was originally written in Spanish, so the version that we are reading, and I think it's the only translated version out there, is translated by... Simone Bruni. This book I'm super excited about, not only because it's the first book we're doing this season, but also I do, I love historical fiction. I think it's just so fun and I just love it. Um, This book specifically is a Mexican fiction about a mysterious child with the power to change a family's history in a country on the verge of revolution. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) so far just based off my little research about it it seems to be very adventurous and also serious so it talks about the revolution i wonder do you know if this is classified as magic realism it is so the genres that it comes under is historical fiction fiction magic realism fantasy so i guess Mm -hmm. kind of everything really so that'll be interesting yeah i was gonna say that that combination of seriousness and adventure that he talks about and lightness is something I associate with magic realism. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And also I really, even though it says you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, I always do. And (laughs) the cover of this book is really pretty. It's It's really cute. Yellow and it has bees on it. And it's just, it looks like it'll be, I hope, a comforting read or at least like something that you can kind of emotionally connect with. Yeah, and just based off the little summary that I read through, I I do love books that are in the perspective of a child. It gives you just a more playful perspective of what's going on. So even though it may talk about serious things, it's through a child's perspective makes it seem like it's just going to be more fun. Mm-hmm. So next, after that one, we will be reading... Fruit of the Drunken Tree by Ingrid Rojas Contreras, and she is an author from Colombia. So this book came out a couple years ago. It's set in Colombia in the 1990s, and it's mostly centered around a young girl and a maid who start a supposedly unlikely friendship, and it deals with their relationship and their personal struggles to deal with their own relationships and life issues as well as the more overall national conflict so from a very brief research and i promise we'll do more before the actual episode 1990s in colombia was struck by a lot of violence it was the time when the oldest guerrilla insurgency kind of strengthened and gained power and there was a dramatic rise in homicide kidnappings human rights violations And a lot of drug traffickers and political elites gained more power that kind of exacerbated those issues. There have been a lot more peace efforts since the 2000s, but I think that was a very defining moment at the time. I'm excited to learn more of that. I always like learning about history and other places and kind of how it's all globally connected. Yeah, that sounds like a very serious. Intense. Yeah. Yeah, intense book. But I also think those type of books are really important to read. And um, the author, actually, we talked about how The Murmur of Bees 
is written in Spanish and we are reading the translated version. This book is actually written in English. So the author is Colombian. She was born there, but she currently lives in California. And she actually has an essay talking about her relationship with language and translation. And that'll be something interesting to look into also when we read the book. Yeah, I'm excited about that one. I'm excited about all of these. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that uh, a lot of these books are kind of, are all of them by women? Almost. I was going to say, we're, I, I like that we're centering women in a lot of these narratives because they're usually not. Then our next stop, I'm definitely more into this world tour thing than you are, should they? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. We can sail across the Atlantic. <laughs> and if you for whatever reason, have a map open when we're doing this episode, which I don't know why you would, but (laughs) we are going in order of how you would travel around the world if you haven't noticed But Our next stop is Sweden. I don't necessarily know the landscape of Sweden to give you guys the picture since I've never been there before, but... I picture mountains and snow and maybe the northern lights. Mm-hmm. So we are doing Stolen by Anne Helen Lestadius. This book is a number one international bestseller. It is soon to be a Netflix film. So just hearing mm-hmm. those two things, it's like already you just know that intrigued. it's this, yeah, it's going to be a good book. This okay, I'll give the summary first. But the summary is that it's a Swedish novel that follows a young indigenous woman as she struggles to defend her family's reindeer herd amidst xenophobia, climate change, and a devious hunter. I'm hooked. So this book is originally written in Swedish. Mm-hmm. It's translated by Rachel Wilson Broyles. And this was actually her first adult novel and was named Sweden's Book of the Year. So she's obviously a talented author if this was like her first go and it just won all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, she is from Karuna, Sweden, and was awarded the prestigious August Prize for Best Young Adult and Children's Novel for another one of her books called Ten Past One. Hmm. She seems very talented. Yeah, I don't know a lot about the indigenous population in um, Scandinavia, Sweden, as we don't in most places. So I'm excited to read the story and hear that perspective. Because the author is of the indigenous group that she writes about, right? I think so. Yeah. The genres that it comes under is fiction, thriller, and suspense. Ooh, that's a good combo. Yeah, so I think... So this one isn't historical fiction, like our, because mm. yours was historical fiction too, right? I, are we calling the '90s historical now? It's <laughs> like, oh, I feel old. <laughs> That's true. Maybe we're not there yet. No, no that one's not <laughs> historical fiction. So yeah, this one I think is our first non-history mm-hmm. based one. But I, I hate horror. I never watch horror movies. I can't do it. But in 2020, I suddenly just became obsessed with horror books. Because I think that as long as I don't have the trauma of the imagery Mm -hmm. of what's going on, I'm actually very into those type of stories. So I'm actually really excited about this one because I think it'll be scary and fun. Yeah, I also hate horror movies. 
but I enjoy thrillers. I just don't like, like you were saying, the really vivid and disturbing mm-hmm. imagery. Yeah. Um, but I like suspense and those kinds of um, psychological questioning, and I think it'll be good. Our next book is uh, Half of a Yellow Sun by Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. And this one is set in Nigeria. So I think most people have heard of Adichie uh, lately. She wrote Americana. She is published in over 30 languages, which I thought was incredible. Mm -hmm. And she's been invited to talk around the world. She has given a few TED Talks. The first one that she gave, or the first famous one, is called The Danger of a Single Story in 2009. And it's one of the most viewed TED Talks of all time. And then she had another one uh, called We Should All Be Feminists, or Why We Should All Be Feminists. And that one was published into a short book as well. So this book is centered around three characters in Nigeria, and it follows their lives as they get swept up in the struggle to establish an independent republic in Nigeria in the 1960s. And it goes back to the independence movement in Nigeria in the middle of the 20th century, which is interesting. I know about the independence movement in India because we lived there and we learned it through our families and surroundings, but there was a time between the early 1900s and the end of the 20th century when a lot of British colonial countries were having these independence movements. So it'll be interesting to learn about another country's struggle in a similar time period. Yeah, I haven't read any of her books before. I know this author has gotten very popular in the past three or four years, especially Mm -hmm. since Americana. She's put out a lot of bestsellers since then, but I haven't read any of them yet, so I'm really excited about reading this one. Mm -hmm. I read Americana a couple years ago, and it was I liked it a lot, and I think it came out at a very timely moment. It was, Mm -hmm. um, I think, maybe the 2010s that there was a repopularization of Black Lives Matter movement and um, this one is set mostly in Nigeria so it'll be a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah. Then next on our stop is a very familiar country to Shruti and I. It is India. So imagine just the most wonderful smells (laughs) and your mom's cooking and Again, a pretty tropical landscape, I'm sure humid, depending on the time of year and which area of India you're in. But yes, this this place obviously is a very nostalgic place for mm-hmm. you and me. But we are doing a book pair for this one. Very biased, I know. <laughs> the first book we're doing in this book pair is The Palace of Illusions by Chitra Chitra. Energy Vivakaruni. Mm-hmm. This book is a retelling of a part of the Mahabharat. It is in the perspective of a character whose name is Draupadi or Panchali. And this is a total disclaimer because I have not read the Mahabharat before. Have you read the Mahabharat before? Not in its entirety or in any official form. I've heard bits and pieces, and I've read the Amarchitrakatha comic version, um, which I think is fairly accurate, but it's just long. Um, yeah, I haven't read The Palace of Illusions. It came out a while ago, I think maybe 2000, 
two or three. I think 2008. Yeah, and I never read it when it came out. I guess I would have been too young when it first came out, but even afterwards when I'd heard about it, I hadn't read it. So it's high time that I read this one. I only read or know about the Mahabharat just based off what my dad has told me along the years. He used to tell us stories of the Mahabharat when we were growing up, but I've never actually read the original text or even translated versions. All I know is what he's told me. The Mahabharat is supposed to be like thousands and thousands of pages and a pretty bragworthy feat, I think, if you actually have read it before. Mm -hmm. And if you never read the Mahabharat or if you've never even heard of it, don't worry. We're going to be reading it with you and we'll help break down some concepts that might be a little new. Yeah. So this book specifically is supposed to be interesting because it gives a woman's perspective to the Mahabharat because it's written in first person in Draupadi's point of view. So I think that'll be kind of interesting um, just knowing that this is kind of like a refreshing new idea. So the genres for this book are fantasy and mythology, obviously. Um, a little bit about the author. She is an Indian-born American author mm -hmm. and poet. She won an American Book Award in 1996 for her short story collection called Arranged Marriage. Two of her books, The Mistress of Spices and The Sister of My Heart, were both adapted into films. She was born in Calcutta, India, and she received her Bachelor's of Arts from the University of Calcutta. She received a PhD in English from the University of Berkeley. She went and, to Berkeley? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, I have to say, that's very impressive because the time period, I imagine that she went to Berkeley, and I don't know if this is still true, but definitely when I was there and before that as well, I think the Berkeley English Department is top three in the country. Oh, really? That's yeah, amazing. Well, now my expectations are really high for her <laughs> writing style and what she's capable of. But yeah, I'm actually super excited about this one. Shuti, do you want to tell us about the other book that we're doing for the book pair? Yes. So the other book we're doing is The Great Indian Novel. Every season, we tried to do one pairing, compare and contrast. So last season, we did Passing with the Vanishing Half. And this season, of course, we're picking India to do our compare and contrast. So The Great Indian Novel by Shashi Thurur is a satirical novel that is a retelling of the Mahabharata, but it's set in the context of the revolution and India's independence against um, colonial forces. So it's a pretty long book, but I think it's, it's very well liked and respected for some of the political and social commentary it makes, both on traditional kind of things that are passed down in the South Asian continent, as well as the stories that are told about the Indian independence movement. So I'm excited to read that one and then compare it to what I think will be a more faithful retelling of the Mahabharata in the Palace of Illusions and see how they both use those stories to similar or different ends. I have actually heard pretty mixed reviews about this one. Really? Yeah. Like some people have said that it's an amazing book that everybody needs to read. 
and some people have just said that it's horrible. Really? Uh, yeah. I mean, granted, these weren't like critics that I was reading or like people yeah. who actually review books that were saying this. It was just family and people that I know. <laughs> so <laughs> it it could have just been the personal preference, but um, yeah, I'm I'm very curious to read this book. I just want to see if it lives up to the hype and maybe why the reviews were so mixed, but yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Next on our world tour is Korea. Again, never been to Korea before, but I'm also imagining wonderful smells. I love Korean food. A lot of, I, I don't know, I think of like market vibes when I think of Seoul and pachinko but i'm not very good at <laughs> describing the landscape of a country when i've never been just there before smells <laughs> vibes but i've always wanted um, to go to korea well but yeah i know it'd be nice well crying in h mart she's goes to korea right yeah so that's what that's like my re- most recent touch point for what korea is seems like, like. My book. Mm-hmm. so we're doing pachinko by min jin lee this one was a national bestseller. It got nominated, but I don't think it won the best historical fiction in 2017. Uh, just a basic summary is it's it's a generational book, but I think it just goes off of a story that the main character in the beginning of the book, she makes a decision that affects her entire family for the rest of their life, basically. That decision was related to her love story in some way but it is also historical fiction um not magic realism but this one even though the author and the original setting of the book is in korea i think it the story does also involve other countries in asia this one has also been adapted i think as an hbo miniseries that came out recently that sounds fun yeah, that would be fun to watch afterwards. I really like uh, miniseries and TV mm-hmm. adaptations of books because I think it allows for better exploration of the characters. Yeah. So a little about the author. She actually worked as a lawyer. And I love authors that do other things because I think it makes them a better writer. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited about that aspect of it, just the writing style. But she has a lot of work that she's done but not necessarily novels she's written a lot about politics film and literature and now lives in new york next to you shitty yeah i should go say hi (laughs) (laughs) cool that one will be fun so from there we aren't going too far away we're heading to japan and we'll be reading Kafka on the Shore by Haruki Murakami. So I think Murakami probably is the most famous Japanese author to a non-Japanese Western audience. Um, This book is a book about two characters who go on these unlikely missions that they get drawn into and put into different situations along the way their destinies become entwined. Trying to find a summary of this book was a little hard because I think his writing style and his stories are not very linear. So um, I read 
the Wind Up Bird Chronicle a while ago, and I liked it. It had a lot of, I guess, what also was classified as magic realism, but it felt very different to me than, like, Isabel Allende or Garcia Marquez. So kind of science fiction bent to it almost. Um, but yeah, I've heard a lot about this book and I'm excited to read it. Yeah, I've read Norwegian Wood by him and I loved mm. it. It wasn't magic realism though, but oh, okay. um, it was a really, really sad book. So I'm hoping this one isn't sad, but <laughs> yeah, a lot of magic realism this season, I think. This season? Yeah, really. Maybe that's the real thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, last on our stop around the world will be my dream vacation spot, which is New Zealand. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so I think every Lord of the Rings fan dreams of going to New Zealand because that's where they shot most of the Shire parts of the movie. But we are doing The Luminaries by Eleanor Catton. So a really short summary of this book is that it's set in New Zealand, South Island in 1866, and the novel follows a character named Walter Moody, who is a prospector who travels to the West Coast settlement of Hokitika to make his fortune on gold mines. The genres are fiction, again, historical fiction, mystery, which is our first mystery book that we're doing. Mm -hmm. The other genre that it says online is said unfinished. What does that mean? <laughs> is that a genre? Oh, it's a book that majority of people did not finish. Oh. <laughs> so, hmm. <laughs> I guess... It is the longest book on our list. It is very long. It is 848 pages. Oh, gosh. So, if you are wanting to read along with us, I would start now. <laughs> yeah, I need to start now. <laughs> but it was a little hard for us to find a book that we both really wanted to read that hit on aspects that we thought were important um, based in Australia slash New Zealand. And we were trying to not do this one specifically because of the length and because 900 pages is very long. But we both mm -hmm. wanted to read this one so bad that we were just like, let's just do it. Yeah, well, we'll stay up late some nights. To yeah, so a little about the author is that she's a New Zealand author that was actually born in Canada. She lived in Yorkshire before her family settled in New Zealand, and she did study English and has a master's in creative writing. Mm -hmm. So we'll see the difference between someone who has a master's in creative writing versus someone who doesn't in this season to compare their writing styles. And she currently teaches creative writing at an institute. In Canada? It's in New Zealand. Oh, nice. And that yeah. is our whirlwind tour around the world. In eight tea books. <laughs> so we are excited to get started on this season. We will be trying to post some maybe extra content on instagram just links to interesting materials by the authors and uh, those kinds of things we'll also have those if we mention them in our episode descriptions and yeah so obviously season two we've decided our theme but shruti and i already started working on ideas for season three if you have any suggestions we would love to hear from you 
Um, all of our contact information will be at the end of the episode. We're open to seeing what you guys think and are excited for what's in store for season two. And hopefully it'll be bigger and better than season one. Thanks for listening to The Novelty. We are your hosts, Neha and Shruti, and our music is created by Apoorva Koti. We love to hear from you, so send us book recommendations, episode commentary, or even critical feedback. You can find us on Instagram at thenovelty.pod or email us at thenovelty.pod at gmail.com. Until next time, happy reading.